I strive to be happy and figure out ways to be happy in life. Um, I work better that way. I'm definitely funnier that way. Comedian Sarah Silverman, today on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. And welcome to Season 2 of Now I've Heard Everything. Today I'm going to take you back to 2010. And we're going to talk to somebody that you've seen on television a lot. You've seen her on Saturday Night Live. You've seen her on her own Comedy Central show. You've seen her in movies like A Million Ways to Die in the West and so on and so forth. She's been around for a lot of years. Sarah Silverman, comedian who started her career at age 20, 20-ish, somewhere there. She just turned 49, actually. But I talked with her in 2010 when her book, The Bedwetter, came out. Clearly some people have difficulty distinguishing between your comedy, the things that you do to get laughs, and who you are. They, they tend to conflate the two, and that, that doesn't surprise you, does it? No, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't even bother me, really, because um, I, I'm a, a comedian. It's like, uh, you know, I think sometimes I <laughs> get douche chills myself when I'm like, really serious in an interview because like I like comics that are funny <laughs> you can laugh out loud um, I like like Steve Martin when he's on a talk show he's funny every single time he has some sort of game plan you know I love and there are a lot of great comics like that and I, I like that you know um, we don't need to know everything about him and you know but then it is interesting I mean he was my favorite comic growing up and I remember reading kind of like a serious, not a serious article, but a very biographical article about him in a magazine when I was a kid, and I saved the picture in my backpack, you know, and I um, I read that he liked, you know, I'm like this schlumpy Jew in New Hampshire kid, and I just want to be like him, and I read that he liked the the painter, the artist, David Hockney, and so like, we went to the Boston Museum of Art one time, and I bought a David Hockney calendar and put all his pic. You know, so I'm like this, like, 13-year-old uh, little girl in New Hampshire with these, you know, like, prints of uh, gay men in swimming pools all over my room because of my love for Steve Martin. What do you suppose people are putting on their walls now because of their love for Sarah Silverman? Oh, my gosh. Mezuzahs? No, I don't know. Multicolored tampons, maybe. Maybe that's. There's a picture of that in there. Did you see? Um, our part, and they really stay. And I actually did that. Like I dipped a tampon in water. I should do it tonight. I don't have one. <laughs> I do. You don't have. You don't get your period. You're. Oh, sorry. That's not funny. We can edit that part. Um. No, she's. Uh, I. Do you have a tampon? You do. Are you menstruating right now? Um. I whipped a tampon, like, a couple places. On my office at Saturday Night Live, which Mike Shoemaker, who used to be there for a million years, and now he's running Jimmy Fallon, like, said that they left it there for many years after I was hired. And then also, I think at UCBLA, there's one. Um, he doesn't need it. Oh, no. Look what matches your jacket. What? <laughs> Um, there's a lot of tampon action going on right now, for those of you who can't see. <laughs> well, well, all right, one, then the more so that I have left, I, I want to tell you that how much I appreciate that this book tells 
the the true the inside story of you know Conan, the MTV Awards, uh, the Saturday Night Live experience, all these things that all we've gotten so far is like the tabloid side of things. Now we finally get to read your side. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no interest in writing some sort of tell-all, but it's a tell-all in terms of like the stuff that I know about from my perspective. I'm not looking to like trash anybody or make anyone bummed out that I wrote. You know what I mean? I think. The stuff I reveal about my friends or the people I know is is pretty. They're all fine with, and I, you know, I mean, I changed some names of like uh, some childhood friends' mothers who were. Can I say cunty? I don't know what this is for. It's for the internet. We're not regulated by the FCC. Excellent. <laughs> this is the first time I've. This sounds. Is it? A, what's the less obnoxious to say? Way to say like. What's the less obnoxious way to say I've been approached to write a book before? But I think, like, comedians... Oh, yeah. Uh, but, all right, so now I've already said that, but I'm just because, like, comedians, people ask comedians to write books. But I've thought, thought about writing a book before, and I never felt like I had a book in me. And this time I felt like I have a book in me. I have a lot of stories that are, um, that are I think are interesting. Like, I would want to read them. If I didn't know them already. Well, did publishers want you to write a, a book that basically would just be putting in print your routines and just basically reprint the shtick that you've been doing? Or I mean, this because this is far more than just a book of humor. This is a great story. Well, that's what I didn't want to do. I mean, I didn't I didn't want to do one of those books where you like just put your stand up on you know each page of a book and then sell it. I don't know. It felt like cheating. So. I waited until I felt like I really had something, you know, and uh, I wanted to do like personal essays, you know, like a, like, you know, David Sedaris's book, Naked, you know, something like that, only bad, written poorly. That's <laughs> this is a very honest book. I mean, were you, was there some trepidation? Were you worried about how honest and how frank you wanted to be? Um, no, not at all. I mean, I just, I don't really... I'm kind of an open book. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't anxiously or manically need people to know everything about me or who I am. You know, like I think there are people that might have misconceptions about me, and that's fine because, you know, it's it's their version of me to have. You know, but this is these are just true stories, except for the places where I'm lying, which I think that are, I think are pretty clear though. I mean, I you know, there's. There's kind of interstitial chapters that are, I think, clearly lies. But, um, you know, the main essays are all true. And, um, you know, I don't have a problem. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I was a bedwetter as a kid because I'm an adult now. And I see that it's not anything to feel bad about. Tig, please. <laughs> I'm conducting an interview. That isn't plugged into an amplifier. Yeah, it's plugged into a recorder, digital. Oh. Sometimes the, the 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 stereotype is that you have to have had a miserable childhood to be a successful comedian. Why why is that not the case in your case? Uh, I don't know. I think anybody can can tell an honest version of their childhood and have it be miserable and have it be happy. You know, and uh, police officers, please. <laughs> Um, hold on, I've got to get this. No, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Open a MySpace account. 
Open my... Oh, I should. We should do something on here. Wow, look, it's like an old-timey computer from the olden days. Um... Uh, oh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I, I actually, you know, I talk about in the book that I suffered from depression, and I think that when you really know depression, you don't romanticize uh, the miserable artist, you know? I mean, I, uh, I, I strive to be happy and figure out ways to be happy in life. Um, I work better that way. I'm definitely funnier that way when I'm, I have, you know, melancholy months and years even sometimes where I'm in a corner of my apartment rocking back and forth listening to sad music and I'm almost never pithy. Pithy, maybe not, but funny, yes. Now, on our next installment of Now I've Heard Everything, former New York City mayor and now Democratic presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg, whom I talked to back in 1997. And it's very interesting to see how some of the things he said back then are still very relevant today. Maybe not. But to tune in. That's next time. Now I've heard everything. I'm Bill Thompson.